featuring the creator and lead host of Clutch Crew Sports, Zach. Unfortunately, uh, Eric is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and uh, he went through a pretty rough postseason watching uh, my Portland Trailblazers pretty well dismantle his team, so... <laughs> Dang, okay. um, I did, did not realize we were going to go into that. <laughs> you sure you didn't lose your train of thought by looking at this picture here? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Zach really likes Alex Morgan. Also featuring Eric, I'm a co-host. I specialize in NFL and NBA. If a topic upsets me enough, I'm going to rant about it. So if Cincinnati... You know, wants to turn this around. They've got a few pieces that they can start with and then try to rebuild and get some more draft picks and get some younger talent in there and start it now. Just to face it now that you're going to suck and try to <laughs> try to fix it for the future. For people that want to say Steph is an all-time great or one of the greatest players of, or uh, even maybe the greatest player of all time, how can you really say that, though, if he would have four championships and not have been the finals MVP in any of them? Also featuring Connor, the number one co-host. And I'm going to lock that. I'm back, baby. If you're not going to do it, I'll double lock Middleton because everything I've read has been that he's the number one priority for the Bucks. Like... In their minds, they could forget Brogdon and, and Lopez. They need to get Middleton back. I'm locking this one because I've got oh, all my survival oh, okay. pick. I, I need to write this down on a piece of paper. Yep, that yep. is locking Denver being Chicago. What's up, everybody? Today we have a very fun episode to show you guys. We're going to talk about some... Big time college game matchups this past week. Two eight no games where both teams were eight no and they played each other. So and we we all watched those games. It's gonna be fun to talk about. We've got some NFL games to talk about. Lots of upsets this week. Uh, most in the season so far. So it, it was a crazy weekend of sports. But I do want to share with you guys some updates to the channel and we have a new segment that we're really excited about we are going to debut it in this episode i'll tell you more about that later but we do want to give you a subvember count so as we've been talking about really this whole month subvember is a goal that we've created to get more subscribers to our channel and a lot of you listening may have been referred by one of us actually so Thank you for following and thank you for watching this video. Um, I'll briefly share an update of the standing. So Eric is still in first place with 14 subscribers. So let's go. <laughs> congrats on that, man. You're you're in the lead by quite a big margin, actually, as Nate is in second place right now with three. And I've got two and Connor <laughs> is slack and he doesn't have any yet. So. I've been, I've been busy. On, I've been Connor. busy, man, but I, I'll, I'll work on it. But yeah, I've just been, I apologize for my lack of uh, work, but I will be getting on that here. Yeah. 
but um, I, I would I would not like to be roasted in a few weeks time. <laughs> well, it's looking like you're gonna be. <laughs> just, just I mean, I mean, I mean, you you too. <laughs> yeah, well, three you know three fourths of us are gonna be. So the odds are <laughs> the odds are against us. But like I was actually telling Eric uh, earlier in the week, like I actually don't mind being roasted. Like I kind of want to see what like what whoever roasts me is going to say but at the same time i do want to roast you guys so it's like i want like both of those to happen but it won't obviously and then eric you're like you're totally opposite than me though right like yeah zach was like oh man i bet you've got like a lot of material prepared because you're in first place and i said well i said honestly my main thing is just i just want to not get roasted (laughs) (laughs) so i'm mainly just trying to avoid that honestly Oh, you're you're doing a good job of that so far, man. Um, <laughs> but all right, so I hinted at this in the beginning of the show, but we do have a new segment to the show, and this is going to be a weekly segment uh, in these reaction videos. So lately, we've been coming out with just one video where we combine college football and pro football, but we are going to put a little weekend update in sports segment and if you've ever seen the show saturday night live uh you you'll know that they have their own weekend update segment in that show where they make jokes about politics and random news stories that happened and so we we kind of wanted to do the same thing for that but sports related so all of our jokes and stories in that are based off of actual sporting events and players and teams and all that fun stuff. So we're starting out very basic here. Uh, the first, this is our first time doing it. So we just have the audio really, but as we progress doing this, we're going to plan on actually having like a video of Eric and myself, uh, telling these jokes and then have more, you know, more things to make it similar to the real life Saturday night live version. But I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to play it right now at the beginning of this episode. So coming up, Sports Weekend Update. It's the Weekend Sports Update with Zach Conger and Eric Conger. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Weekend Update. I'm Eric Conger. And I'm Zach Conger. Dion Waiters had a panic attack and seizure on the team plane after overdosing on THC edible gummies. This is going to cost him a $1.2 million contract bonus, and he's been suspended for 10 games without pay. Earlier in the season, he voiced his frustration with the team, and now this? I mean, you just gotta ask for a trade request, dude. Instead, you're just embarrassing yourself, not for eating the gummies, but for overdosing on them. Now we're hearing Dion was given the gummies by an unknown teammate. I don't know what's more embarrassing for Miami fans. Gummy Gate or their football, hockey, and baseball teams. Like, the Heat are supposed to be the stable Miami franchise, and now the team's got an elaborate THC gummy ring going on. You'd think all the drug choices in Miami and edible gummies is the one they go with. Also, on Wednesday's game between the Milwaukee Bucks and the L.A. Clippers, There was a weird moment where Eric Bledsoe inbounded the basketball by dribbling it to himself. That's definitely not something you see every day. Most people are saying he just wanted to get the ball quickly to the paint or just wasn't thinking about it. 
But those are just lame excuses for what really happened. Honestly, I blame Kawhi Leonard for this. You're probably wondering what he has to do with any of this since he didn't even play in the game. But he's already a confirmed cyborg. We don't even know what other kind of superpowers he's capable of. I mean, after all, he did lead the city of Toronto to a championship. It's definitely possible he could have controlled Bledsoe on that play, as after the game, Bledsoe didn't even, he said he didn't even know why he passed the ball. Yes, Kawhi wasn't in this game, but he doesn't play in back-to-back games. Honestly, this brings up even more questions and critics of his load management. A lot of people have a problem with it, but I don't have a problem with it, and I support it. Let's just get this idea going outside of sports, though, you know what I mean? Like, if I have to do a double back-to-back days... Can I get one of those days off for load management? <laughs> In an exhibition match, Oregon's women's basketball team upset Team USA 93-86. to The last time a college team upset Team USA was in 1999 when Tennessee pulled off the upset. This is great. I love when college teams get a chance to play a professional or national team. The one I want to see most is the Cincinnati Bengals versus LSU. The Bengals would never agree to this, though, because they don't want to humiliate their future quarterback, Joe Burrow, in front of the rest of their team. Week 10 was probably the most unpredictable slate of NFL games this week. The Jets, Dolphins, Browns, and Falcons all won this week. And if that wasn't crazy enough, Mitch Trubisky also had three touchdowns to get this. No interceptions. It's been reported that Mitch asked for the team to take out all the TVs in the team facilities, and the Bears listened to him. Not because it would help out Mitch's game, but it's so they aren't reminded every day that they traded up to pick Mitch Trubisky second overall in the 2017 draft, passing on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, who are obviously way better. Earlier this year, Vikings wide receivers Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs publicly criticized Kirk Cousins. But could you imagine if Mitch Trubisky was their starting quarterback? Pretty sure they would have requested to become cornerbacks because they would have had better odds of catching catching passes from Trubisky than his receivers do. (laughs) Jalen Ramsey tried to trash talk Juju Smith-Schuster before the Rams-Steelers game, saying that Juju is no Antonio Brown, to which Juju responded, no, I'm certainly not like Antonio Brown. (laughs) Yeah, no one wants to be him. Uh, Taylor Luan for the Tennessee Titans said he's really screwing his team with penalties. Coincidentally, Luan's team-high nine penalties have accounted for exactly 69 penalty yards. It's also being reported that Luan and Rob Rob Gronkowski are now best friends. After Lamar Jackson led the Ravens to a convincing win Sunday against the Bengals, He joined elite company with a perfect passer rating, something fake elite Flacco could never do. And finally, guys, in this weekend update, New York Knicks president Steve Mills has come out and said that he is, quote, not happy with the Knicks 2-8 start to the season, saying, quote, we are not happy with where we are, and this is not what we expected to be 10 games in. Um... How is this not where they expected to be? They were a bad team going into the offseason, and their best free agent move was Julius Randle. They couldn't expect to be amazing or anything. They've also lost three of their last four games by at least 20 points. Ouch. 
General Manager Perry also said, there's been a lack of consistency. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Perry, but you're wrong. The Knicks have been pretty consistent this year. Just consistently bad. Thank you, everybody. We've got a great rest of the show planned ahead for you. Stay tuned. Good night. Peace. All right. So hopefully you guys thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Eric and I did some did the writing on those jokes. Uh, I, I thought I didn't. You know, I thought I did a pretty good job as my first time doing this. Like <laughs> I've never done sketch writing before or comedy writing or anything like that, but uh, I I felt like I did okay. Um, drop a comment below if you liked it. Um, something uh, is is this is really something that I'm looking forward to doing more often. And Eric, I know you want to you want to do more writing. Like you just wrote that last one. That last yeah, joke. I only wrote like a couple lines, and then I wrote the New York Knicks joke. I didn't get to. I didn't get to spend as much time on this as I would have liked, but I, you know, definitely like Zach said, drop a comment, leave us some feedback, you know, let us know how you think the segment could have been better or what you would like to see done differently. And also too, uh, we forgot to mention before the weekend of David video play, but we may even have some guests every now and then like, uh, robotic Kawhi Leonard might show up again like he did in the, <laughs> one of the other episodes we've had so you never know you never know what might happen with this that so. is true yeah so be yeah. ready for that guys yep so let's get started here with our normal uh reaction part of the episode so we'll start as usual with the college games uh we're gonna go by the college football playoff rankings now as though this is the first week of them coming out and Ohio State was ranked number one. Don't they know played, why. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they played, they played Maryland, and this was over at the three minute mark. Honestly, like they had like a fourteen to zero lead at, after like three minutes. I was like, geez. And then you know they just kept up the scoring. Even even the backups kept it up. As this final score was seventy three to fourteen. They covered the large line of 44 points. I, I thought it was going to be a little bit too much, but Nate was the only one getting this one right as Connor and I got it wrong. And then we have our first highlighted matchup here, Penn State against number or number four Penn State against number 17, Minnesota. Minnesota gets the win 31-26. Uh, Penn State was favored by six and a half. Connor and I got it wrong. Nate getting it right. And so this was one of the premier games of the week as both teams were 8-0 and undefeated. And looking back on this, I shouldn't have picked Penn State because while Minnesota hadn't really impressed me that much uh, being undefeated, I just thought Penn State was overrated being ranked number four. I know Connor got it right when he said that they should have been number four last week. Um and Clemson should have been number five, but I was the other way around on that. And Penn State didn't look good. I mean, their defense, which was supposed to be good, could not stop Minnesota in the first half at all. Um, and something about Minnesota, which it almost backfired them at the end, but it, I think, really frustrated Penn State is how ball-controlling this Minnesota team is. Like, if they get out to a big lead, P.J. Fleck... He's not the kind of coach for Minnesota 
that's going to, you know, do hurry up offense and like no huddle and that stuff. Like he takes every second of the play clock. Um, so Minnesota easily won the time of possession in this. And that's one of those things that can make Minnesota scary because if they get up to a big lead on a team, let's say a double digit lead and they start, you know, running the clock like that, it's going to be hard for anybody to come back just because this is a good team. Uh, it's certainly possible, but they really impressed me. This is the first time I watched the Minnesota game uh, this season. And I, you know, obviously they were undefeated, but they have some stars on their team. Like the quarterback was making throws. They have like three really good running backs. Um, their defense got some takeaways in this game. Uh, everybody, you know, PJ Fleck is like the coach of the year right now. Like everybody's like falling in love with him. He's like charismatic and everything. And <laughs> Minnesota's off to like their best start in like 40 years or something crazy like that. So I don't know how much longer this will last because they do have Wisconsin and Iowa still left on their schedule. Uh, but it's it's going to be interesting, I mean, to see what happens with Minnesota. If they if they are able to win out and win the Big Ten, I think they will make the college football playoff, which would be the biggest surprise story for the college football playoff since, it's, since it began. Uh, because pretty much there's only been like six or seven teams that maybe eight teams that have made the college football playoff. But it's like Alabama, Clemson every year. And then like a lot of years it's Oklahoma, a lot of years it's Ohio State. So like it's basically the same group of teams. So if Minnesota, I'm I'm going to be rooting for them to uh, to win out. And it'll be interesting. I, I like to see new teams at the top of these rankings. Uh, not really a big Penn State fan, so I'm, I'm okay with them losing here. But yeah, the... Home field advantage is certainly big for them in this game. Uh, Eric, I know you were watching this too, right? So do you I, have did, any I, I did see this game. I didn't see the beginning of the game, but I saw like the second half. Oh, okay. And I, I give a lot of credit to Minnesota. I mean, I remember Zach was messaging us before I started watching, saying how legit they looked on offense, which surprised me because of how good Penn State's defense you know, was supposed to be, I mean, I, I don't follow college football as much as these guys. So, you know, I can't weigh in too much on what the level of these talents of these rosters are, but I will say if, if I'm Minnesota in a future game, if I get a, my only worry for them going forward was they actually almost blew this game. They had a really big lead and Penn state started coming back and then Minnesota offensively started to where they were just like running the ball every play, you know, like run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, punt. Like they had a lot of that going on at the end of the game, whereas they weren't sticking with what had been working for them the whole game that Penn State couldn't stop. So hopefully like when they, for them, because I agree with Zach too, like I would love for them to be able to be, you know, a team to, you know, find a way to get into the playoff so I would be totally cool with that. So, but one thing they need to pay attention to going forward is if they have a lead in the game to not let their foot off the gas because it did almost cost them. Penn State was in the red zone at the end of the game. 
And if they had scored a touchdown, it would have been over for you know, Penn State with one. So, uh, luckily, Minnesota got a interception at the end, and that sealed it. But they all, they did almost lose this game. So, they got, they do need to be careful of that going forward. Uh, Connor, I I don't think you caught much of this game, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I was kind of the opposite of Eric. I kind of caught the first half of the game rather than the second half. I mean, I kind of watched the end of the second half when I got to the the tailgate for the App State South Carolina game. But um, I mean, I think it was. I'm not sure how much I'm gonna write into Minnesota at the beginning of this game because I know. Well, I mean, well, obviously, like Eric said, they started to come back. But I think it was really – it was a momentum shift that Penn State couldn't stop. Like, it, and it kind of makes me think back to that Super Bowl between the Broncos and the Seahawks. Like, obviously, it wasn't that bad compared to this. But, like, you know, when right from the first snap, the ball went over Peyton Manning's head and just everything went downhill for Denver from there. Mm-hmm. But, like, from this game, you know – Penn State starts with the ball and, you know, immediately within a couple plays, they throw an interception. And then like two plays later, Minnesota gets a long touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. So I think from that point on, it was just kind of like a, and the fact that Minnesota was at home, it was just kind of a a momentum swing that in a hole that Penn State was never going to climb out of. So, I mean, we'll see how Minnesota does when they play against Iowa and Wisconsin, but well, I'm with these guys that I would love to see somebody, you know, I'd love to see them go to the Big Ten title game and take out Ohio State. But I unfortunately do not see that happening. I mean, they're going to have to really step up and prove that they are. They're going to have to pl- prove that this win was not a fluke. And the fact that, you know, like Eric said, Penn State almost came back at the end. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch them from here. And I'm interested to see how high they climb in the rankings after this win, too. Yeah, I I thought 17 was was really disrespectful um, since the AP had them like 10 spots high or something like that. Like it was it was a big, big difference between the AP and the college football playoff uh, rankings. I didn't think Uh, it was that different, but I mean, I, I do agree that like it was a bit disrespectful. I mean, for a team that's, you know. 9-0, 9-0, and and, or was 8-0 going this week, and we're not talking about a, a Sunbelt team or a Mountain West team that's 8-0. You know, this is a Big Ten team that's 8-0, so, I mean, I agree. I think that was a bit disrespectful that they still had teams like Wisconsin and um, not in the CFP poll, but in the AP poll, like, Iowa was still ranked above them, too, so... Kansas State was yeah, yeah, one K- above K- them. Kansas State was... That was the one I was surprised about, because they were, like, 22nd in the AP poll, but then they were 16th in the college football playoff poll. I was like, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> how did that happen? It was happen? weird. I mean, I guess they know. really valued that Oklahoma win. They were like, oh, this is... Like, they, loved, <laughs> they must have loved that. <laughs> that I guess. Be. I mean, you know, <laughs> we, saw, we saw how that turned out this week, so... yeah. Um, moving down the list here, Vanderbilt at Florida. This is a, this is a Florida wins 56 zero. This kind of reminds me of like maybe 10, 12 years ago when I went with one of my friends to a, a Vanderbilt Florida game that his dad had tickets for it and invited me. And it was just like a blowout game. Uh, Florida. I can't even remember the last time they lost to Vanderbilt, but this is just, kind of embarrassing for Vanderbilt to get beat this bad. Uh, They they were 26-point favorites. I picked Vanderbilt to cover because I thought 
you know, Florida hadn't been playing great the past couple weeks. Uh, and they proved me wrong, though. Nate got this right. Uh, Connor and I got it wrong. Baylor and TCU, this was a crazy game. Uh, Baylor wins 29-23. I was surprised that they were only favored by two points. I know that they were on the road here, but still, they were undefeated. And it's not like TCU wasn't even ranked in this uh, college football rankings. Uh, so I was I was actually surprised that both of you guys picked TCU. But the way the game was, I was, I was fearful of getting this one wrong since... Baylor never had a lead in the in the regular portion of the game, and then overtime it went to three overtimes, and uh, <laughs> they got stopped to win. But still, like they never Baylor was never leading this game, uh, which is crazy that yeah. they, they had a long field goal to send it to overtime and, and ended up winning. But <laughs> I mean, you talk about a case of uh, you know Minnesota being very disrespected and underappreciated. I think. This is a case where Baylor is pretty overappreciated, in my opinion. I mean, the fact that, you know, yeah, they're a nine, they're nine and zero now, but the fact that they only managed to beat West Virginia by three points last week, and now they had to go to three overtimes against TCU. I mean, it's not looking good for them for when they have to play Oklahoma and Texas coming up here. So, I mean, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be their chance to prove if they're legit or not. I mean, because if, I mean, they're kind of like Minnesota. If Baylor can win out, then I could see them maybe making a case for the college football playoff. Maybe they don't, you know, obviously Minnesota's got the better chance because they'd be playing Ohio State. But well, I, if they win out, I think they certainly would because, well, they would would have two wins on Oklahoma like that. Yeah, they would need other teams to lose, in my opinion, though. Like, because if, you know, if Ohio State and LSU and uh, Clemson all go undefeated, that's only going to leave one more spot. And then, like, it's going to be tougher for them than it will be for Minnesota. But they certainly have a chance. Yeah, Yeah. they they control their own destiny, I think, for sure. Yeah. Um, ECU taking on SMU, 25th-ranked SMU. SMU wins 59-51. They were pretty big favorites. We all got it wrong. Uh, ECU, I don't, man. <laughs> I don't understand ECU I, because uh, USF went to ECU and won by like 20 or 30 points, and USF is not having a great season. So the fact that they were able to win by 20 or 30 points at ECU would make you think, okay, ECU is really bad, but... They've been competitive in their last two games, which are against Cincinnati and SMU. Two top uh, 25 teams. <laughs> yeah, two ranked teams. And I don't know about the Cincinnati game, but this was a home game for SMU. Uh, so this was pretty bad that SMU had it this close. Um, but it's still college football so weird. I mean, you get weird results and stuff. Like, this is just something to me is funny, like how how USF was able to beat them so badly, but they can't beat anybody else. And then all these other teams are barely beating ECU. Uh-huh. It's just kind of weird, but... It's why uh, picking against the spread is so hard. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not... If ECU comes up in one of these again, I'm picking ECU because they've got... <laughs> like, they've messed me up twice now, so... Which, of yeah, course, but... now I'll pick them and they'll get blown out, but... Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, that's when they'll lose by 40. I know. <laughs> uh, so... LSU and Bama, this, this is the other marquee matchup. Uh, the, this is the game of the century, part two. Uh, 
you know, and back in 2011 when it was number one versus number two, um, and it was like the nine six game. This was definitely not nine six uh, as LSU wins forty six to forty one. Connor and I getting this one right, picking LSU to win. Uh, this was a really interesting game. I mostly caught the first half of this, uh, but in the first half, this just showed me all the reasons in the world why uh, why LSU is much better than Alabama because uh, just just looking at the quarterbacks, I mean, Tua has not had a great season this year. I, it's been a good season, but like I'm definitely don't think he's winning the Heisman now. Um, he had an inexcusable moment in the first drive where he just <laughs> dropped the ball when he was running, and this was a great start for Alabama. I mean, it was like three plays, first and goal. Like you're thinking, oh, here we go again. Alabama's gonna steamroll, um, and then that really turned the momentum. Because I believe LSU scored right after that pretty quickly. Uh, and LSU just kept uh, just kept getting touchdowns and stuff. And Alabama really struggled to score. They had to get a punt return touchdown to get their first points, I think. Or their first touchdown. So this was, uh, this was a fun game to watch. Uh, definitely nothing like that. 2011 matchup when it was nine to six. This is all about the quarterbacks, all about the offense. Um, and I think this solidifies LSU now in the college football playoff. I mean, they should, I was looking at their schedule a couple days ago. I'd be shocked if they don't win out. Um, they have a rivalry with Texas A&M. You never know how that's going to go. Uh, just because it is a pretty big rivalry game, but I believe they have Arkansas still up on the schedule, which yep. has gone like two years without beating an SEC team. So, well, they're home beat. against Texas A&M too. Okay, so that they're home against Texas A&M. That that makes me feel a lot better about that. And like I said, Arkansas has gone like two seasons without winning an SEC game, so uh, not worried about them. <laughs> so. They most they've already had to play Auburn, so even if they end up losing to Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think with their strength of schedule, it's gonna be hard not to put them in the college football playoff. I mean, they if they lose to Georgia, I doubt they'll be number one, but um, they they should still make it. And we're gonna talk about Alabama's chances specifically too later on, but. I don't know if you guys want to add anything into this and to how this game went. Yeah, I mean, this game was... I, I was able to catch most of this game while we were tailgating, and it was it was a really interesting game. I mean, like you said, from the first drive, I was with Zach. I was like, oh, man, here we go again. Here goes Alabama. Like, they're going down the field already. But then it was, you know, at halftime, it was 33-13 to 13 for LSU. And, I mean... I was still had the game on, but at that point, you know, I was thinking, man, I don't even need to, this is going to be a blowout for LSU. Like I know Nick Saban is a experienced head coach and this Alabama team's good, but LSU has all the momentum right now. Cause LSU scored like right before halftime mm-hmm. too. So I was thinking like, man, they have all the momentum right now. There's no way. And you know, I mean, credit to Alabama for fighting back. I mean, you know, in front of the home crowd getting blown out like that in the first half, 
I mean, pretty demoralizing for a team. So credit to them for fighting back. But I, I'd have to go with Zach. I agree that if LSU loses to Georgia in the SEC title game, they should still make it. I mean, just because of the other wins on their schedule. I mean, they beat Auburn. They beat Florida. It's like, how can you... Beat Bama now? So. Yeah, they beat Bama. So it's like, I don't see any reason why LSU doesn't make it. I mean, unless something really fluky happens, like you said, and they like lose to Arkansas and something like that. Then. Yeah, that would be inexcusable if that happened. Right, I would, right. I would have to consider them. But Yeah, um, yeah, no, <laughs> but yeah. If they finish 12-0 and 0 and then, you know, go on to lose to Georgia in the SEC title game, LSU should still make it. I mean, that would be... That would be the screw job of the century if they didn't get in after that, I would think. So mm-hmm. even if Georgia were to totally blow them out, which I don't think would happen. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to talk about Bama's chances to make the playoff. So we're just going to be assuming in this scenario that LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson all make the playoff because according to the indicators and stuff, it's like a 80 percent chance that all those teams are going to make it so it really boils down to that fourth spot and alabama is still in that list of contenders along with penn state uh oregon slash utah and uh, let's see oklahoma georgia and i guess if minnesota or baylor you know we don't think that's going to happen but i guess they're they're alive you know but um but really, we'll go with those teams that I mentioned first. So, I don't think Alabama's going to make the playoff because while I do think that they're going to win out the rest of their games, uh, or act like that Auburn game is going to be interesting because they have to go at Auburn. But if they lose that, like we obviously know they're not going to make it. So, we're just going to assume that they win that. Um to me, I don't think that this is going to be that they should make the playoff because they would only have, I believe, one win against a ranked team, which would be Auburn. Auburn. Uh, because Texas A&M is not ranked anymore. Yeah, they were ranked when they played them, but they're not anymore. So if you only have one win against a ranked team, and Auburn's not even going to be a top 10 team if they lose to Alabama at that point in the season, um, you, I don't think and you don't even play in your conference championship. That's the big thing to me. Like I, I'm one of those people that values conference championships. So to me, even if it's like a one loss Oregon, but they win their conference championship to me, I value that more than a team that's one loss and doesn't win their conference championship. Uh, so here's, I guess all the thing, if Georgia were to beat LSU, they would have, uh, a much stronger case against Bama. Uh, if, let's say, either Oregon or Utah, I think Oregon's a little bit better than Utah right now, so if, let's say, Oregon wins out and Utah wins out, and then Oregon demolishes Utah in the Pac-12 championship, to me, you've got to put Oregon above Bama. Um, if Penn State were to win out and win their conference championship, I think that's more impressive than Bama because they'd have beaten Ohio State and they'd have beaten Minnesota, um, I, I guess, in the rematch game because they lost to them this week. But mm-hmm. um, if Baylor were to win out, then that'd be pretty good. The only thing is is I don't know if Oklahoma gets in before 
Alabama just because I I don't know. I'm just not Oklahoma is yeah. just you know they they lost that loss to Kansas State killed them. Yeah, if they, and, if they had gone undefeated, yeah. then yeah, but the loss to KSU killed them. Yeah, and they're uh, they actually almost lost to we'll get to it to Iowa State. They almost lost that. So at this point, I'm not. I don't have that much faith in Oklahoma being that team, but uh, but there's a couple possibilities here. So Georgia or Oregon slash Utah. Um, but uh, to me, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Bama has lost their con- they've lost their able their ability to control their way in. Now they're going to need a lot of things to happen. And to me, I don't think all those things are going to happen. And the committee already valued them at three uh, coming into this week. So if let's for let's say for instance Alabama had been ranked number one, then I think I'd be a lot more scared. But scared as in them making it because like I don't want them to make it. <laughs> um, not scared as in like oh god I'm you know but uh, just so. If they had been ranked number one, though, like that would be a lot more concerning for that, or it'd be a lot more likely for Alabama to make it. But the fact that out of all those undefeated teams, they were ranked number three, you know, that that says something to where the committee thought they were coming into this game, or certainly moving back out of the playoffs after this week. So it would have to take something pretty big. Like it would have to take a Clemson loss, because I do think a Clemson loss. Kicks Clemson them. out. Yeah. yeah, that would kill Clemson. Because their their schedule is garbage. So, um, so they would need something like that to happen. But Connor, I know you're gonna. I'll let you talk about this now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you the one like absolute certain kryptonite for Alabama would be if Georgia beat LSU in the SEC title game. That would be kryptonite for Alabama because obviously, like we said before, LSU should still get that spot. And then, you know, how can you not give that fourth spot to Georgia if they beat LSU in the uh, conference title game? So, um, I mean, there's definitely, it's one of those things, obviously, like we said at the beginning, we're assuming that Ohio State, LSU, and Clemson all make it, which obviously, I mean, Clemson and LSU are probably the most likely to still to make it just because Clemson has such an easy schedule that... If they lose, then there'd be some unforeseen outcome if they lose. And then obviously with LSU, like we said, you know, even if they lose the conference title game to Georgia, they should still make it. So Ohio State's probably, even though they were ranked number one going in, they're probably the most likely out of those three to not make it <laughs> because they still have to play Penn State and they still have to play Michigan in Michigan. So and then also likely a date with Minnesota in the Big Ten title game. So Ohio State is definitely not out of the woods yet. Um, but And especially with the fact that they're going to be without Chase Young here for another three games. And, you know, I think they'll have him back for the Big Ten title game, but they're going to be without him for Penn State and Michigan. So we'll see how that goes. But obviously Ohio State's a more rounded team than just Chase Young. But if I... I have to go with Zach on this one. I don't see Alabama making it. Their schedule is just too weak. I mean, you know, they. this is the reason why UCF always got kept out of the, which I, sorry, Nate, but I agree with the committee not putting them in because UCF just did not play anybody. And same thing for Alabama. I mean, this is going to be one of those years where 
you know, everybody always rats on Alabama at the start of the year for, you know, scheduling super weak non-conference opponents. And I think it's going to come back and nip them in the butt this year. I mean, if they had scheduled someone decent for their out-of-conference games, then, you know, maybe they could have done something. But instead, they decided to go with Duke, New Mexico State, Southern Miss, and Western Carolina. Like, <laughs> you know, what kind of a lineup is that? So, well, it's, like I say, if Georgia wins, that's kryptonite for them. I'm not entirely sold yet on Oregon making it. If they win out, it's going to be close if Alabama wins out. Um, but the way the Pac... I think there's a bit of an illusion with the Pac-12 this year since they've been beating each other so much. Like, the Pac-12 was a much better conference than people give them credit for. So all those wins that Oregon has over Pac-12 teams, and their wins are a lot more against more quality teams than Utah. I don't think Utah makes it even if they win the Pac-12 title game. They would have to... If Utah were to make it, they would have to obviously win out and they would have to demolish Oregon because Utah doesn't exactly have the best schedule in the world. Whereas Oregon's played teams like Washington and they only lost barely to Auburn at the start mm-hmm. of the year. Week so, one. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if I have to, you know, keep them with the tradition of locking things and making bold predictions, I, and going to lock that Alabama misses the college football playoff. I don't, I'm locking that they're not going to make it. And that fourth spot is either going to go to Georgia or it's going to go to Oregon. Like one of those two teams. So no Alabama and the college football playoff. Sorry, Crimson Tide fans, but that is, I'm not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of not either, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Whatever. if you're a, if you're an Alabama fan, don't like don't start disliking this video or anything. We're just trying to give our honest takes here, you know. <laughs> well, my my only my only thing is, I mean, I haven't followed college football as much, but my only, I mean, obviously, as a Tennessee fan who doesn't like Alabama, I would love for Zach and Connor's prediction to come true. My only concern is that they're probably only going to fall to like maybe fifth this week i they're they're not going to drop very far because uh yes they lost but it ended up being a close game and they lost to the number two ranked team who of course will probably now be number one so if they're not there's favoritism (laughs) yeah i mean i i definitely i definitely agree with everything you guys are saying but obviously the national media has always had a love for Bama and you never know like every year, like how they're going to feel like are when they're making these playoff decisions, like do they value the great wins that a team has, like how LSU has a lot of great wins this year, or do they, do they not, if it's coming down to two teams for the four spot, do they, not put one in because of a really bad loss you know like obviously i know it won't happen between georgia and alabama because if georgia wins the conference championship they'll be in and if they lose they're not going to be in like there won't be a scenario where alabama and georgia each have one loss but i don't i don't know how all the other teams are doing but let's say if it was possible for Alabama and Georgia each have one loss and they were fighting for the fourth or fifth, you know, it's, it's between them two for the fourth spot. 
would they put Alabama in because they, you know, they lost to a greater opponent than since Georgia lost to South Carolina? Or do they put Georgia in because they had the harder schedule and had more good wins in Alabama? And it seems like they aren't always the same every year. So well, it could come down to the end depending – I mean, obviously, I know that scenario is not possible to happen, so I know that's not a great example. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, say there's another one lost team out there that Oklahoma, could, yeah, say it comes down to Oklahoma out. Well, they, I mean, I guess I don't know how, how you would how that one would go, but but you know, say it came down to Oklahoma and Alabama. Like, do they view Oklahoma as having a worse loss, and then that Alabama, compared to what Alabama had, and then that's why they would put Alabama in, or would they value Oklahoma, like maybe beating Texas and some other, I don't really even know who all they've played, but, you know, w- what would they do? You know what I mean? So, obviously, like Zach and Connor said, if Georgia wins the SEC championship, there's no way they get in. You can't have three SEC teams in the final four, but... It just means know, more, dude. <laughs> but if if LSU, you know, beats Georgia and, you know, assuming Ohio State and Clemson get in, it would be interesting to see if, you know, what team might jump them because now that Penn State's lost, like they're in trouble. And I don't see Baylor going undefeated. Like, I unfortunately, I'm not saying, I guess I'm not like confident enough like Connor, like how he's locking his prediction. Like, I'm not confident enough to lock that Alabama will make the playoff. But I still feel like they have an outside chance. Yeah, they, and I would yeah, say yeah, it's, yeah, it's sure. obviously not like it's obviously not like they have, you know, Zach said they don't control their own destiny. But, you know, I think the couple things that they would need to happen to get in, like, I think it could happen. And obviously, I'm hopeful it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if I'm going to your point about like how you say the committee, you know, changes their decisions a lot. If there's one thing that I found that they actually don't respect as much as I think they should have, it seems like the committee really doesn't respect conference championships enough because there's been two instances where like it came down to a team versus a conference champion and the yeah, non-conference champion gotten in once because well, of this. Right. Yeah, Alabama got in because they were trying to decide between Alabama and Ohio State, and Ohio State had just won the Big Ten championship, whereas Alabama, you know, Georgia had won the SEC title that year. And so, but Alabama still ended up getting in, which was actually, it was a precedent that they had set basically before, the year before, which when I, it first came out, and it was why that was like the only year that I was like, please put Alabama in because at least it means you're being consistent because the year before you had the situation with Ohio state and Penn state, where despite the fact that Penn state had beaten Ohio state and won the big 10 title game, they still put Ohio state in the college football playoff over Penn state. And I thought, wow, like there is no way. How can you justify that? Like that was bad. I said, I disagree with that still. Yeah, Right. Yeah. Like Penn state beat them even like, how can you do that? But then that's why I said the next year I was like, they better put Alabama in. Otherwise I'm going to be even more mad at this like whole Ohio state Penn state thing. So thankfully they kept the precedent, but it's going to be interesting. Well, I wish they would change that precedent. Well, yeah, but I mean, at least they were consistent. (laughs) 
when there was the game in 2011, didn't LSU beat Bama in that 9-6 to game? Yeah, they did. But then Alabama still got in the national championship game that year. And actually, I remember they, they won that, right? Yeah, they, they destroyed Yeah, it, so, know. yeah, that's what I thought. So, you know, Alabama's gotten in twice despite not being a conference champion. Yeah, yeah that and, was and a I, weird And year, I agree though, with but... Zach and Connor that the conference championships should be more valued than they are. But because Alabama's already gotten in twice in the last decade because of this, like, I'm well, still worried that they're going to get in somehow. Yeah, well, I mean, it throws into question, like, you know, obviously, you know, it's still there's there's absolutely no way if Georgia beats LSU that you can keep them out. But it throws into question, like, OK, now what happens if, you know, Oregon goes undefeated and wins the Pac-12 championship? And now you're trying to decide between Bama and Oregon or like Oklahoma with the Big 12 or maybe Minnesota with the Big 10 title game like, you know. Where is that throw that now? Because it seems like they've already set a precedent where they kind of don't care about that conference championship as much. So we'll see how it goes if it gets to that point. We will. I, I just think it's slim odds for Bama to make it. I, I'm not confident enough to lock it like Connor is, but I definitely think it's a better than not chance for them. Uh, but I, I'm not going to say off the scores of all these games because most of them were – as you'd expect, uh, I guess the Shockers, Texas, uh, they won against 16th-ranked Kansas State, 27-24. If Texas had lost that, I mean, there'd be fans rioting because Texas has had a really disappointing season. Um, Virginia Tech beat Wake Forest, 36-27. Wake Forest was ranked, so that was a little bit of a surprise. They were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um Oklahoma, we said, you know, that was a close game. They won 42-41 against Iowa State, which that doesn't give me much confidence for Oklahoma moving forward. Uh, but they they got – if they won at least, if they had lost that, they, they could have kissed their chances goodbye. Um, and then Nevada beat San Diego State 17-13. Uh, that was a little bit of a surprise since San Diego State was 17-point favorites in that. That was – that was too much points for me to pick San Diego State. I got that. I was the only one getting right, that right with Nevada. Um, and our plus one game of the week: Tennessee and Kentucky. Tennessee won it seventeen to thirteen. A lot of fourth down stops at the end of the game to prevent Kentucky from winning that, and they did score seventeen unanswered, as uh, as it was. Uh, 13-0 lead in the first quarter for Kentucky. It wasn't looking good, but <laughs> Tennessee was resilient. They they won the game. Um, it's, it's, not on the, it's also not on the list, but uh, Appalachian State beat South Carolina 20-15, to so got another win over a Power 5 school. Congrats. <laughs> Man, if only we hadn't lost to Georgia Southern last week, we would probably be ranked in like the top 15 now, but... We had to go and screw up last week. So yeah. you guys could have been pushing for like a college game day or something like that. You know, well, they... we we were projected Cotton Bowl. Like they said, if we went undefeated, that they were projecting us for the Cotton Bowl. But oh, now that's not going to happen. So good job, App. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, 